0: Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. So since my last podcast, pretty much the world in life has gone upside down. Things have been pretty crazy, both in good ways and bad ways. I'm not going to get into politics because I don't like politicians. Any of them. Either side. I came to that opinion after working in Washington, D.C. I was there for an internship I'll have to chalk that up as one of the times that I was most disillusioned in my entire life. So I'm glad I went. Because it really helped me to understand a lot of things that I did not understand before. And that's really all I'm ever going to say about politics. So some of the things that have happened just in the last couple months. The shop that I manage got shut down. Everybody got laid off. We ended up having to go to online orders and street pickup, mailed orders. It was utter chaos. Long hours, but we did what we could so that we could bring our staff back, which we do have our staff back now. Doors are open. Things are good. So that's nice. Normally, by this time of the year, we're almost to Fourth of July weekend, I would have quite a few guide trips in the book. Now, I work a full-time job, and then I guide on my days off. So even that being said, I've only done about five guide trips this summer, which is super, super low for me. But the few trips I have been on have been fantastic. Starting to see a lot of dry fly action day before yesterday. That's all we did was fish dry flies, small dries, small fish up in the high mountains. And it was a really good time. In the background, you might hear just a little bit of noise. Because one of the other things that my wife and I did is we had our yellow lab brookie bred to a poodle. So we have three labradoodle puppies that are almost seven weeks old running around the house causing chaos. But chaos in a good way. They're super, super cute. They've been really fun. They're extremely intelligent. Now because of all the COVID crap, we had to cancel our... Two week trip to Europe. We were going to head out there for two weeks in Ireland, Scotland, and a quick bounce over to Manchester to watch a football game, soccer. All of that got put on hold. We had to kick everything to next year. Hopefully, next year I can still go. I've got a lot of fish over there that I haven't caught yet. So I'd really like to get over there and have a good time. So many places I want to see. On the bright side of that, we found some really cool Airbnbs after I had already booked a whole bunch of other Airbnbs. So now I'm going to be able to fine tune our travel plans and make it even better. So, because I already had the two weeks planned off, we decided to finish our greenhouse. So, I built an enclosed greenhouse 12 by 24 feet and covered the garden. Because living in Wyoming, we had snow even just a week ago. We had a massive hailstorm before that, and a lot of people lost what gardens they did have. So it's been pretty good. So far, It's, I think the only error I've made is I made it too warm. But we've got it set up, got the drip irrigation set up. Really wasn't that much money. Found a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace and the classifieds. Was able to get an antique door and a bunch of antique windows out of some houses that were being torn down. So I put those in the greenhouse, did raised beds. I was able to repurpose a whole bunch of lumber and tin from my grandparents' ranch, so that's nice. And now that that's all done, and the plants are growing, and we're days away from amazing tomatoes, we've decided to extend it another 24 feet. But the other side of the greenhouse is going to be a walk-in, much larger chicken coop, so that my chickens have a roof over their heads completely It'll be wire sides and again I'm going to repurpose a lot of tin and wood just to make the coop a little bit nicer. And I don't like that they always get covered in snow and mud depending on the weather. So I'll make that a little bit better for them too. Still in the process of finding a home for one of the puppies. They're pretty unique. There's one that's very similar to our lab. There's one that's very similar to the poodle. And then there's a little female in the middle that's a perfect combination of the two. They're so much fun. They've just been such a absolute blessing during this time. Just to have something else to look forward to coming home to and playing with. It's been really good. But we're getting to that time of year where the snow is melting. Most of the morale season is done. Started to get out to do a lot more fishing. The dry fly fishing's getting really good. We're in the middle of the green dray catch. There's been a lot of PMDs and yellow sally starting to come off the water. I had a fun experience up on a river that we call the Pork Fork. And as we were walking out to go fish, there was a little ball that moved its head, and it ended up being a an antelope fawn. And then right next to it was another pronghorn antelope fawn. And mom was off a ways away, but she was keeping a close eye on us. They were still wet. They had been born that morning just such a cool experience. I love finding stuff like that. Wyoming also had the draws for the hunting licenses. My wife and I were able to draw a very coveted elk tag, so we're looking forward to doing that. We each have our bull tags for a unit in southwestern Wyoming. We each drew cow elk tags. Didn't draw any deer tags, so we'll just general hunt deer. And once again, Nancy drew two antelope tags, and I goose egged it for five years in a row. When I called her up to explain to her what tags we had drawn, the first thing she asked is, did you draw your antelope? And I said, no. Said, but you got two doe tags. I'm not sure if she tried to suppress the laughter or if she just let it rip, but my dismay turned quickly to, I can't really say anger. I was a little upset, but then I'm like, really? You're going to laugh at me? But it is what it is. One day I'll hunt antelope again. In the last three years, I've drawn two elk tags in units that have 3 to 4% draw odds. The antelope tags I keep putting in for have 30 or 40% draw odds. And I draw the elk tags, and I can't get the antelope tags. It just doesn't make any sense. So since Nancy and I weren't able to go on our anniversary trip to Europe, we went to the next best thing, Flaming Gorge, to camp on the shores of a desert lake. That's not really the next best thing. That's really all we could do. There wasn't a lot going on. Most things were closed. So we went out and hung out at the gorge, spent a day fishing for lake trout with a buddy of ours, Dano. Caught rainbow, kokanee, had a couple of lakers on, didn't get any lakers to the boat, and just had a, a really relaxing, fun couple of days. We came home from that, and Brookie had her puppies. That was a completely new experience for me. Laying in the whelping box with her while she gives birth. She'd been laying down, was struggling with the whole thing. And this is her first time ever. And she had no idea really what was going on other than instincts. Nancy left to go get in the shower. And all of a sudden, out pops a tail. And I freaked out just a little bit. Nancy, Nancy, it's happening right now. So she came running out. And we were able to witness Brookie giving birth to her three little puppies. Man, a lot's happened in the last couple months. Super busy at work trying to get things dialed in, jump through all the hoops so that we can stay open. So it's taken a while for me to even be able to record because I typically record podcasts in my craft room in the basement. The windows look out to the west and we have a pretty old water main in front of our house that breaks all the time. And the city decided to finally replace it. So every day it's been nonstop trucks driving the road, Lots of noise, puppies whining, whimpering, running around. So I just gave up. I was spending so much time trying to edit anything that I wasn't able to get anything else done. So that pretty much catches you up with where I am and what's been going on. It's time to start getting into the backcountry. Most of the passes are open. It's time to start shooting some more videos so I can get some more stuff up on YouTube. And the dry fly fishing is coming to its peak right now. So I'm looking forward to getting out on the water a lot more. I've got some trips coming up. Fished a double half day just the other day. Fished a group in the morning. Fished dry flies all day. Caught nothing but trout. A group in the afternoon wanted to fish this other section of the river. Not a fish was rising, so we threw a nymph rig. And we put 20 whitefish in the net. Not a single trout. So bizarre sometimes. But, if you don't want to catch whitefish, you probably should just stick to dry flies. I like whitefish. They get a bad rap. We've talked about that before. I've tried super hard not to get attached to the puppies, but I can't really help it. It's going to be tough seeing them go. Even though I know they're all going to super good homes, it's still hard to see. But they are so much fun. Everything in the world is new. I gotta watch the little female today. She saw herself in the mirror and was trying to get herself to play. The state park close to my house. The bison out there all had their calves. So it's neat seeing the bison calves. And this is that time of the year where the mule deer lose their gray coats completely. So they've shed all their winter coats and they've got that beautiful red, shiny coat on right now. They stand out like a sore thumb, but it makes it nice. You can go out and see all the animals, all the young elk, the young deer, antelope, bison. Haven't seen any baby moose yet. I need to get out a little bit more. Go do some of that. This is the first day I've had off with Nancy for a while. So we'll work on the chicken coop a bit little bit of a storm rolling in, cool things off, so maybe we'll head up into the mountains. It's where everybody's going. It's been so crowded. But like always, you get a mile off the road and you're alone for the most part. Now that I've drawn my elk tag and I know what unit I'm going to be hunting, getting ready to go set up some trail cams, do some scouting, spend a lot more time on a focused scouting adventures. I really like doing that. I'd have to say in my lifetime, that's probably the most important thing that I've learned. And it doesn't matter what you're pursuing, whether it's fish, birds, waterfowl, big game. Gouting is crucial. The more time you can spend understanding where they are, why they're there, and where they want to be, the more likely you are to fill your tag and hopefully your freezer. Speaking of freezers, it's probably time to sort through everything that I've got in the freezer, condense it down, find whatever's the oldest, and start doing some recipes. Meal prepping today for this upcoming week of work. Ah, there's so much to do. The foraging is good. It looks like we're going to have a really good berry season. I'm looking forward to the choke cherries. My plum tree should produce plums this year. It's starting to, but I'm not going to cross my fingers because every time I do, we get Something will happen and destroys them. The one year we went down to pick the plums, we get there and there's nothing, not a single plum. And two days before, they were everywhere. I instantly think, man, somebody must have stolen all the plums. So I check with the neighbors. Hey, did you guys see anybody down here picking the plums? And they get concerned too, because they're like, no, they were, your tree was loaded just two days ago. So I go down there that night. And as I pull into the driveway, there's about 25 raccoons running away. So as soon as that fruit became ripe, the raccoons found it and ate them all. Thanks, raccoons, punks. We should get some good service berries. Choke cherries are looking really, really good this year. I haven't found a single morel. I need to go look for some mushrooms today. I've been watching it climb, climb, climb on the the foraging sites. People have been finding them at 7,000, then 7,005, and now people are finding them as high as 9,000 feet in elevation. So kind of at the end. I should probably get out there and see what I can find today. Go enjoy one more day before I have to go back to work. And then the guide season gets super busy, which is actually one of my favorite times of the year. Spending time on the water is a passion of mine. That's just really where I feel at home. So I'm really looking forward to all those things. Oh, I also went out to South Dakota and turkey hunted for a week and did not fill my tag for the first time ever. I had an opportunity. I muffed a shot. That's on me. It was textbook. I was in the same spot that Nancy got her very first turkey, like sitting at the same rock where she shot her first turkey. And this turkey did the exact same thing that her turkey did. And I straight whiffed it. But I've got some footage for that one. So I'll throw a video together and maybe we'll even do a podcast of the whole turkey hunt. That was a good one. I found the second smallest shed I've ever found. The smallest branch antler shed I've ever found. It's a tiny little whitetail. Three points on one side, total length of about four and a half inches. Just bigger than my keys. I almost missed it. I saw the burr sticking up through the mud and I just picked it up thinking it was a cool rock. And it ended up being a shed trapped in the mud. So lots of little adventures are just about to get underway. I hope you're doing well during the pandemic times. Stay healthy and get out there and live your stories.